Aloha, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode of the Yoni Havana podcast, where we explore consciousness, looking into how things work in the universe so we can enjoy life more and become more whole. My guest today is founder and CEO of Lila Quantum Tech and Quantum Upgrade, coach, conscious entrepreneur, and energy healer, Philip Samor von Hossendorf Velling. In this episode, Philip shares why Buffo is called the God Molecule, why it's impossible for darkness to fight light, what energy work is way more powerful than Reiki, what level of consciousness he is vibrating on, and much more. This episode is dedicated to the Lila Quantum and Quantum Upgrade communities, although anyone who is not familiar with these technologies will also find it inspiring. If you find value in this conversation, please share with someone you love. So enjoy this mystical and enlightening conversation with Philip Samor von Holzendorf Felling. Aho. Philip, thank you for coming on to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's a great honor and a pleasure of being a power user, I like to say, of Leela and the Quantum Upgrade service for a long time. Actually, my son, who was born in August, was on it since he was seven days old or something. My whole family have memberships on memberships. And this is the one technology that I can't stop talking about for probably about a year now. As someone who was kind of a geek into computers, once I did some spiritual work, this has kind of merged things for me. Looking into the block, especially, as kind of a, a burner, like a CD burner, but for frequencies and so many other use cases. And... You've been on a bunch of podcasts, and I've listened to a good amount of them. And in this podcast, I'd like to go a little bit deeper and make this one for the, the true fans, the, the big fans, the ones that are in the, the Telegram group, and the ones that have been going deep with the technology. And to also, so they can know you better. Uh, there's, there are some things that I've read that, that you've been talking about, and I'd like to dive into those. So with that, let's kick it off. Sounds great to me. To just to set the ground for people who have not heard about Lila Quantum and Quantum Upgrade, I'd love for you to give a, a brief description about what is the technology, what's quantum energy, and about a bit about the frequencies. Mm -hmm. Quantum energy is the energy behind the matter. We're working actually with the real quantum energy, with pure natural quantum energy and not with some theoretical concept like what you would find usually in quantum mechanics and it's you know experiential so you can ex experiment you can you can see results you can test before and after it's the same energy that we have in each of our cells for example and there are there's quantum energy in in everything pretty much but the, the key is really the breakthrough with our technology is that we were able to harness and concentrate this pure quantum energy in a way never done before so that you don't just have little available, but you have a, like a massive concentration of it. And that is really the breakthrough because it's, it's sort of like, you know, what you find in the blocks, which is, you know, the extension of our technology, you find a multidimensional quantum energy space even. And, and that is very different from just a regular quantum field. It has certain benefits because if, it, if something gets in contact with that highly concentrated field or space, 
then it can promote very positive changes. And it doesn't really matter if it's water that gets optimized, blood, if it gets in contact and gets a positive implication from that or other objects, groceries, or other physiological organisms. So that's pretty much it. So with, with our technology, you can imprint pure quantum energy into any object. You can copy frequencies and you can just leverage the field as is. And then we have a bunch of products that we've created over time, aside from just the blocks, just something where we combine it with specific frequencies that we develop or some folks develop that we work with. So that's goes both ways. And yeah, that's in a nutshell what we do. So is quantum energy like life force energy, life building energy? How come that it makes, let's say, everything healthier or better and more harmony and more coherence? What's, what's happening there? Yeah, so and that's not really what we've done. We've done really, we've just harnessed it and concentrated it and we know how to work with it. But the quantum field itself, it's its nature to, if, if there's a highly concentrated a field like that, it brings everything into its optimal form, if you will, or balance. And it basically neutralizes and harmonizes what is destructive or harmful to life and consciousness. And it supports what is, it supports life and consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that's just the nature of the field. It's really nothing that we did to it. And with that also, it can't really be manipulated because you couldn't use nefarious frequencies, for example, and then try to use our technology to transmit it to some other place or so it, it, it wouldn't work. How is that? So our nefarious activities, let's say, of, of our lower vibration, what's, how, how come? Well, it's, the key is to understand what is destructive or harmful to life and consciousness and what is not. It's not really negative and positive. It's really destructive or harmful. And whatever is destructive or harmful gets neutralized or harmonized. It's just that works like that. And if there's something that is detrimental to life or consciousness in a sense, like, I don't know, a herbicide frequency, for example, uh, wouldn't be beneficial if you were to ingest that, right? So if you then charge it, then the herbicide frequency would get harmonized by the block. That's just the way it works. And you can also think of it that such frequencies are actually being transformed into life force energy, into positive energy. That's what you can think of as well. Is this something you measured with the network of healers? When you see those kind of changes, let's say there's a herbicide or um, glyphosate in food and the before and after, is this in a microscope or another form of testing? Both. So we always start with the testing when that our healers, several of our healers look into this and then we evaluate everything and see what happens. And then it goes into the scientific testing. So with the herbicides and pesticides and so on, that was already studied, I think, over two years ago by the BESA Institute. They did a whole range of tests in that regard. And now, nowadays, we find that actually in new research also because 
in a different way, though, because we try to look at the apple or the elephant, however you want to look at it, from different perspectives, right? So we use lots of different testing methods because if we just used one, would be we feel it wouldn't be complete. We want to know as much as we can about what it does. So it's been found that if you charge water with the blocks, that it gets optimized very, very quickly in a, in a very beautiful way, actually. Now then it, it's been found that if people that are allergic or sensitive to certain foods, if they charge the foods uh, for like four minutes in an infinity block, as an example, a travel block, then they can consume the substance. Now, even further, there's a clinic in Munich that can actually measure this you know, allergy response and it all they've tested so far is like a 65 to 95 or even 100% reduction in allergy response or stress response of the body. So there's something happening if you charge substances and whatever seems to be detrimental is being harmonized. And, you know, shout out though, don't try, you know, the allergy thing at home yet because we don't want to make the claim yet. We don't have enough data, but we will mm -hmm. at some point. It's beautiful. And I'm going to say now to the audience, if you want to find more about what's Silla Quantum, about the studies, you can go and, and check out Philip on Dave Asprey, Look Story, and, and a bunch of other podcasts and, and dive deep there. So this show, as I was saying, is more is dedicated more to the, to the people that have been following Leila Quantum for a long time. And the next thing that I want to ask you, I think I've read somewhere, most likely in the Telegram group, that you can see energy in that way. I don't know if, please tell me if that's the case. And also, if you were always able to see energy in this case, I know uh, if I'm mistaken, your wife and the network of healers, they can see energy in a different way that, let's say, folks like me right now looking at the filtered view of the world. Yes, and I very much understand how that is because I I didn't see energy or perceive energy in my early life, really. And at some point, that actually led to quite some frustration. So I started my own healing journey and like the journey to become a healer and be trained in, in healing techniques and shamanic practices in the early 2000s. That's when I kind of started that. And I would say the first 10, 15 years, I had big trouble like perceiving energy, really. I knew things. Like pr pretty early on, I, I realized that sometimes I just knew things. But I also wanted to see energy the way that others saw it, like my wife and, and others. And yeah, it wasn't really possible until I gave that up hmm. and said, okay, you know, it, it's just I have to find my own way of perceiving. And that was for me, it was the knowing. So I intuit it was my intuition basically, right? So which I always thought I have to see it in a certain way, but no, it's like everyone has their own some people hear it, some people know it, some people see it. And it's very important to not have a concept. And I think for me it was important to give up that concept. Now, uh at some point actually it was just this click because then suddenly I could if I worked with someone, I could literally see everything I needed to see, like where's the blockage, where's an energetic issue that is a root cause that needs to be solved, how I can solve it. It wasn't just a knowing, it was actually really a seeing. It was not like the seeing in terms of the eyes, you know, that you 
the physical seeing is still a little bit different, but I just tune in, look, and I, I can basically locate a blockage. I can locate issues. I can transform an energetic blockage and issue like that. And that, that became very easy for me, actually. So and it's just a toolkit that's available now to me. And yeah, so it, it, it was a process, though. How long ago did you develop the skill? Or did it click in that way? That, that it fully clicked, I would say, was in 2018. Okay, so that's when, the, you know, I and before that, it was already way easier for me. And I could see, you know, several things very, very well. And it, I didn't have issues in works when I worked with someone. But in 2018, there was just like this final click. When you were talking about working with someone, were you doing Reiki on people? What, what are you talking about? No, I mean, Reiki is on a scale from zero to 10, where 10 is like the most powerful way to do energy work. Reiki is like on a 0 0.5, mm -hmm. which is great, you know, because it, and it, it does things, right? You can, you could also even measure the impact and you can also feel the impact. Reiki is great. It's great entry level energy healing technique, but no, like I go way further. It's, it's really. It's shamanic practices and it's working with consciousness actually. So it's hard to describe, but it, it's, it's way more powerful. I also don't need to touch someone. Like I can literally be a few thousand miles away and do something and you'll notice the difference. And it goes way deeper than, than a Reiki session. Okay. I want, I want to touch on a few things. So even a master Reiki, and I, I don't even know how many levels there are to Reiki, but I've heard master, I don't know, 20 something. Even the master Reiki would be on that, le on that, um, let's say scale at a 0.5 on the levels of healing that can be done? No, they're maybe on a two or three. Okay. I just want to set yeah. some ground there. Now, yeah. and, 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 and oh, don't get me wrong, because if someone is a very advanced Reiki master and they have done a lot of other things as well, they may as well be on a, on a different level, but if they're just a, a Reiki, and there may be exceptions also, right? Because maybe there's a Reiki master that has developed their own skills. But in general, you know, I've met many, many different Reiki masters. And usually once they were done with that, they went into the schools that I went in to kind of like get to the next level. And they would all tell you the same thing. That's great. I've worked with a good amount of can say healers and all kinds of practitioners and, and they usually, yeah, they, they would leave something. Uh, the chiropractor that I work with, he's doing something called Neuralink to, to be differentiated from Neuralink. Pretty much he's, he's it's a lot of muscle testing. Uh, he's asking the body questions and then he's turning on the, the, break, the breakers, I like to say, in my body, taps the top of my head. And then as I get off the, his bed, I feel like I'm walking on a boat for a few minutes. I'm, I'm, re, I'm recalibrating and magic is happening. And I have a, a rib injury that has been going on for over three years, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, it's been it's been quite the challenge and the journey, but um, yeah, that's that's how I've been led to those. Can you share of the schools, um, as you're saying, let's say that some of the Reiki other practitioners and such and you have been studying from? Yeah, so it's a little bit different because Reiki is such a it's a like it's a word that people have heard of. It's like a line of of healing, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. And there, there isn't really anything comparable then that you can go to and say, okay, well, mm -hmm. go to this line, go to that line, like Tai Chi, Kung Fu, Yoga, whatever. You know, those are all different types of of practices. 
So I think rather go to different teachers, find teachers that can do certain things extremely well and are absolutely extraordinary in what they do and then learn from them. That's what I would recommend. So, you know, that, and, you know, honestly, nowadays, I would recommend my wife, for example. She's probably one of the best teachers in the world for a certain aspect of that. Like if you want to be able to see and perceive the root causes of issues in people, in yourself and all of that, really become free on an inner level and learn how you can actually coach and consult people by really help, pretty much doing what she can do. And she's one of, probably one of the top five in the world in seeing the root causes and how you can transform things and why you have certain issues and how you can transform them, basically. It's, it's fascinating. Like, and, and I don't know anyone that is better than, than she is in that field. Then there's a Roman Hafner, for example, who's the best, probably one of really the best in the world, the best that I know in his field. His specialty is really to see even on a physical level of frequencies in a very, very granular fashion and also physical issues. And he can put in quick fixes, for example, for such issues and accelerate healing processes and things like that. Now, he isn't really the one, uh, if you really want to go to the root cause and knock off that root cause, I would go to my wife. If I need a quick fix for something or a specific frequency or something like that, you know, he's the best to go to. And then at some point, it, it depends on, you know, what what is like your, what are you drawn to? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to develop in yourself? And maybe you also need to speak with, different ones right and just go from there is there an it's, it's a journey it's a journey i don't think there's like this one path that and, and and also that wouldn't exist because it's always your path right don't believe anyone that tells you exactly you have to do it exactly this way and you have to follow exactly this path and this leads to that no, there's different ways uh, you can get there. And obviously tools, you can leverage these quantum tools along the way to raise your consciousness. But then it never stops, right? Because consciousness is, is infinity. It's, it's literally infinity. That's something the brain can't really comprehend. It's something we can only experience. Now, as you get into these higher levels of consciousness, suddenly you start to get more insights. You start to get more insights, more like downloads, more synchronicities, and it helps you to get even further. Maybe you encounter something like Bufo at some point that some people may have never heard of. And that's an incredible, amazing technology, basically, in order to really get into the oneness and then experience oneness and to remember what source really is. And then suddenly you're vibrating in an even higher level. And then you keep shifting, you know, and you keep adding and it's, it doesn't stop. It's not that there's like a, a level you reach or so, and then that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Like it mm -hmm. just it keeps going. You keep evolving and you keep experimenting and experiencing and, it just becomes a beautiful journey. It can be tough in the beginning because the the toughest really is for most people to get 
out of the head and allow that there's more to it than just the physical, the material, the thoughts, right? That's the toughest because that's how we've been trained. We, that's how we grow up. We feel very comfortable in that world. And that's what everybody talks about. And even if at work you would tell people, well, you know, I'm meditating and, oh, I had these insights, people would look at you like, oh, you know, if you're like at a random like corporate America or corporate Europe job, right? People would look at you like that. And that's, that makes us not want to talk about it maybe with these people, uh, but it also doesn't even allow us in to, to do that. So right now the times are shifting. Right, we're going away from this Kali Yuga, which is the darkness. Basically, it's the it's all dense. It's all very material. It's all like we've forgotten who we are. Uh, we're just focusing on the on the physical now into remembering again who we are, what is available to us, the the true power, the connection to source. We're remembering that, and there's lots of offerings out there that we can tap into. We just need to have the courage to go there, even though it feels uncomfortable at first, even though, you know, maybe you're the smartest physicist on earth, right? And you can think, you can talk people into the ground with all that you know, you feel really comfortable with it. And that person may feel so uncomfortable starting to just feel energy and realizing that he's not very advanced in that and, and maybe even discredits it because, ah, that can't be. But as you dig into that, it's actually that's the only lasting thing um, that we have is the connection to source. It's our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully that paints a little bit of a picture for everyone. Absolutely. I want to follow up on a few things here. The first thing actually that one of the latest things you've said, it was a Kali Yuga. And I want to make a clarification there for the audience that may have not heard of Yugas. If I'm not mistaken, we can call them as eras or eras. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I'm, I'm from Israel originally. And if I'm not mistaken, the, those eras in, in the cycles of life are divided into 1,200 years, 2,400, 3,600, and 4,800. And they, they come up to 12,000 years in cycles, kind of the lower vibrations. And then we keep climbing up. Can you share your knowledge on the matter uh, so we can give the audience more information on, on those yugas and, and where are we going next? So you may know more about this than <laughs> I do because I don't know much about these concepts, actually. I just I just look at it energetically, like where we are really at this point. And we're coming out of a, a time where that I just described, you know, I don't need to re- repeat myself there, into uh, something that is less dense, more transparent, more knowing comes in it's the age of knowing where or you some people say the age of knowledge i I don't think that's the right term i think it's rather the age of knowing Mm -hmm. Um, and with that also a lot of lies come to the surface because everything becomes more transparent everything becomes more light also right and people always often say you know there's it's the fight between light and darkness right Mm -hmm. you can look at it that way for me it's not really a fight it's just a process because darkness cannot fight light it's impossible you know if you have a dark room and you put it it's a huge room and you put a little candle in there just in the middle and you light it up 
that light, the darkness cannot fight that light. It's impossible. So then suddenly there is light, and there may not be a lot of light in the in the, in the corners, but there is some light, um, and that is kind of like what is happening now. That you know, there's more light coming into everything, more consciousness, right? So coming into that, and what we see in the world right now looks pretty frightening looks pretty okay oh my god you know all this manipulation all this corruption going on all this craziness really right and evilness that you can see but i can tell you one thing this is not new this has been around for ages even the the very bad things have been around for ages it's just now coming to the light and that is the amazing thing that we can suddenly see it. More people can see it. And with that, we can all transform it. And that is kind of like the age we're moving into. It's all towards oneness, basically. But we're, it's, it's a very, very long process. I love it. And I agree on, on all of that. Is this, what do you think some people call the process of ascension? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's also uh, a way in how to look at it, right? And it, it's happening on an individual level. It happens on a collective level, uh, even though it's not really happening. It's really happening on an individual level because everyone is different. Everyone is slightly at a different place, but it still happens in a collective because if you put it all together, there's still an awakening going on. And Earth has actually... Earth is a being. Earth has already done that. Like Earth has become a conscious creator already, you know, I don't know, maybe it was like 10, 15 years ago. And it's basically now up for humanity to also move our butts. Yeah, catch up <laughs> yes. with the Earth. When you say the Earth has become a conscious creator about 10, 15 years ago, how would you describe the Earth before that time? Pretty much how I would describe a human that is not aware and not very tuned in into the own, own consciousness, where a lot of that was forgotten, basically. And that, that goes hand in hand with the vibration. So we see now, for example, that the vibration of Earth and on Earth has changed significantly and has allowed for much higher consciousness levels to come in. So one of the things that David Hawkins, uh, for example, when he looked at the consciousness scale, at the time, vibrations that we're looking at now weren't really even possible at the time on Earth. And you, you know, who would blame him, right? He, he could not see that coming because had the vibration on Earth stayed the same, we probably would be in the same situation or in a similar situation still. But it, it all has changed significantly. We see that pretty much every year now, we can increase the levels of our products also that we can make available. Like, you know, we offer a booster of 1,400 on the Hawkins scale in the quantum upgrade, for example. You know, frankly, not for everyone in the beginning. You, know, you have to have been a subscriber for quite some time so that we know, okay, that person can really deal with such high levels. But that's a very high level. And, and I think a year and a half ago, that would have been impossible to offer. Uh, on that note, actually, my booster of 1400 is happening right now. I changed it last night, so it will happen exactly this time. So a little bit into our podcast, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the tingling sensation there of, of the energy. I, I want to talk on a few things there. So let's talk about the Hawkins level for a second. So David Hawkins, can't, can't remember how many years ago, but the level would go up to 1,000. 
from 700, let's say the, the kindergarten of enlightenment up to a thousand. Now, some of your products, if I'm not mistaken, are up to over 2000. And to make the note that I think most of the Telegram group people and the fans know, we're not talking about a two times increase in energy. We're talking about multiples and multiples of consciousness. How far have we gone? Have we gone to 2,200 as of the earth and around it? Is there more? What's, what's available right now? No. I mean, so the if you measure locations, for example, you would not find 2,200 or so at all, frankly. Uh, it's more that, you know, with earth having changed so much, it's that these levels are not possible. So they're in the realm of possibilities, if that makes sense. But most locations still nowadays on Earth, if you measure them, most are still probably below the 500, way below actually in some places. And also if you measure people, right, the vast majority of the people is rather still hanging in the low consciousness levels. But there's a huge shift happening, right? Because a lot of people are really like increasing their consciousness level and starting to wake up. And so are spaces and places. Just if you think about it, just having a, you know, a few blocks in your neighborhood, for example, a few lila blocks in your neighborhood, raises the consciousness of that whole neighborhood in a vast way. And then everyone that lives there, I mean, it's just constantly in that field and upgrades themselves. So they, and those are all ripple effects and they're happening across the world. And it's, it's certainly not just like, Lila blocks, right? But I mean, that is is a ma is a massive contributor to the shift we see in consciousness. So it's definitely <laughs> helping quite a bit with that. And uh, yeah, that's how I would describe that. Yeah, I'm happy to bless my neighborhood. I have two infinity blocks. One here, actually, it's in my office. You can't see it behind my my black screen, and one in in my house, which is next door. But we're happy to bless the neighborhood, which is helpful to all of us in that oneness, especially in our individual experience. And okay, so. Hawkins measured, say, 700 to 1,000 is enlightenment. How would you describe 2,200? How, what are we talking about? This is enlightenment to the 100 power, to the 1,000 power. What is that level of consciousness? It's still enlightenment, so that, you know, I don't have a better word for that. And I think there's not much more you can say in, in, by using words, right? It's still enlightenment. It's just a much finer and higher vibration than a 700, for example. It's it's even more intelligence. It's even more possibilities that are possible on that level. Can we talk about some of these possibilities? Are we talking about communi communion with the creator of this universe, communion of, of the creator of creators, of origin? What are we talking about? What's What's possible? Well, I mean... We are all part of source, right? And so we're all part of the creator is not anything separate from us. And it's not like a different person or being or something like that. We're just all aspects of the very same. That doesn't mean that on, in this reality, we are all the same, right? That's a very big difference. It's, it's actually the absolute opposite. Like you and I are not at all alike and I'm not at all alike with my wife and you know everyone is completely different and individual and it's actually one of those falsehoods that are used by the architects of this world basically to use these truths and pervert them into something that it is not like okay 
we're all the same and now we need to treat everyone exactly the same. That's exactly not how it is actually. But at core, we're all the same. But that doesn't mean that mm -hmm. in this reality, we're all the same, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think I may have gotten off track, but it's just important. So maybe just repeat your question. But I think it's important for people to understand that at core, we're all the same. We are a source. We are always connected to the source. We also cannot lose that, right? That it is impossible. Like all these efforts to disconnect us from source is a catch-22 because everything is source. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, good luck for the people trying that. Absolutely. It's just another, I think as you're talking about, it's another version, derivative of source uh, that may not be as, as a, of a higher vibration that we have access to. And then kind of being in the, stuck in a cycle that is subjectively not very pleasurable, especially the lower yes. levels of consciousness under 200. I don't, I don't know. It may sound cocky there. I don't even know if level 400 is that enjoyable, the level of reason. You know, let's, I would say, so I was asking a question there on, on what's possible at 2200. I'm going to put it aside for a second. Measuring. No, I can, I can, get, okay. I can okay, get into ahead. that right away. Yes. So, let's, because, you know, as you get into these higher levels, I mean, so what increases? It increases that miracles are, can happen quicker, you know, whether that is on a physical level. You know, you can have water uh, structured much faster, for example, if you put an intention into a field with 700 and you, you put an intention into a field with 2,200, you have a massively higher power behind that intention than, than with a, compared to the 700. If you charge an object in the 700 and in the 2,200, that object you put in the 2,200 will vibrate way higher and has a much, much finer and higher vibration. Those are just some, some examples. You have, even when you're just in the field, your cells um, and your own consciousness just are much more uplifted. It's very noticeable, actually. So even though I would still call it part of the enlightenment zone, there's a huge difference between the 700 and, and the 2200. Absolutely. One of my teachers, whom I mentioned a lot on the show, she has a book on enlightenment, on the path on enlightenment, and a lot of different practices to get there. Uh, I share on this podcast, and you know, which took some some courage. That this is one of my goals. It's a goal that I let go of a long time ago, and I got back into it only once I realized that it's really and being of service rather than just oh my own experience and and the luminosity of all of it. But that's that's really everything came. Over time, and I think, as you said, also when I when I let go, and also be in okay with it, and talking about it, and just not care. Uh, I was just in Israel. Actually, I got to, I got back two days ago. I left the country for all kinds of reasons. And when I was ta talking to some of my friends of some of the insights and messages that I get through meditation, I, I mean, they're looking at me, and I can feel the the discomfort. And there's you know the the we're growing apart. You know, we're growing apart as I'm going on one path, and it, I, I sound cuckoo. You know, it's somebody cuckoo at the same time. And I felt like, oh, should, not, should I have not said that, you know, making them feel uncomfortable. I, I feel a little bit of the judgment on my end or the doubt. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sending whatever messages it is. I'm, I'm being my own authentic self. If it doesn't resonate with somebody, it is what it is. I do, you know, we talked about the, the, the 2200. I mean, we're talking about crazy, crazy uh, enlightenment there. I want to touch on Bufo for a second. You've you've talked about Bufo in the Telegram group. You've talked about Bufo in this podcast a few minutes ago. 
can you share? <laughs> I need to interrupt real quick because I've I've never spoken about Bufo in in the quantum power group or in the quantum upgrade community. I don't know if I ever will. I I may you know so far I haven't felt that it's the the mm -hmm. spot for that, but I think you saw it in the metaphysical contemplation, you know, which mm -hmm. is like just a okay. smaller group of people. That and there, there was a topic, you know, that was very related to that, and that's why I brought it up because okay. you know a lot of people have have no clue what it is. On, yeah. On that note, would you mind sharing today some of your Bufo experiences? Yes. Um, so, so I must say, so what's what's important, like throughout all my practice and everything. One thing that um, I realized is that that drugs really don't help us to get into the enlightenment, basically. And it's the, the typical drugs that includes, you know, weed, marijuana, like, you know, cocaine or whatever people use usually for, for pleasure and stuff like that. Even, you know, LSD and stuff like that. LSD would be something that, you know, people use to reach a different stage of consciousness and it may provide some people some great insights. Maybe if it's used like in a in a very special settings, possibly, you know, it, it may advance you, but it's it's not a good substance because it usually it provides illusions and it doesn't really help us to really get closer to who we really are. It's an interesting experience maybe, but it, it doesn't help us. You know, with with weed, for example, also it's it rather is something that that takes us off the path to ourselves, and it's often actually used by people uh, so much that they need to get to a certain place because they're not really comfortable in here, and it that also may may be a part of the process, you know. And I used to smoke a lot of weed actually a long, long, long time ago. So it's not that I'm just talking about something that I don't have any personal experience with a very, very long time ago. But I had used it at the time rather to to run away, to basically run away from myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when I realized this whole thing um, in the early 2000s, uh, what was actually happening with me, then that's where it all shifted. And I started to do things more and more that helped me to really get into myself, to really face myself, to really become myself and then be myself. And so that's what, you know, Bufo is different in that sense, right? Because so Bufo is, is basically 5-MeO-DMT. It's a neurotransmitter that we have in our body at all times. Like we basically kind of produce that. And with Bufo, so usually you would smoke it. It's not something you would ever do in a recreational fashion. And I also would, caution anyone to ever do that and, and try that in that fashion or on their own. It's not a substance to do that like that. It would have to be done uh, in a professional setting. We actually offer Bufo retreats here in our retreat center in, in Costa Rica with probably one of the top three Bufo facilitators in the world together. Uh, we actually help him. Crew and I are literally the helpers, and he's the main facilitator. And so it's it's a very short compared to like other things like iboga, iboga probably is, and and like ayahuasca, and you know maybe something like peyote, 
those are all substances that I think you can look at it as medicine, right? It's ancient shamanic medicine that has its place and I think can really help people to wake up and get into new levels of consciousness and then start to integrate it into the into the life because something that you know is different from from like drug use is like the the drugs usually they try to provide the illusion that you always need to be there and then you, then you keep taking it right and it, it it takes you completely off center and you may not notice it, especially if you're young, if you're like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 18, 20, 22 even, like you're not realizing that you're just always actually getting away from yourself. Now with these medicines, it's different. They may take you to a really strong experience, but usually you face yourself, like you face your own shadows, you go through stuff, you release trauma, and then you come back and then you can integrate these insights into your life and that's what it is about it's not about going there again to be there it's rather be here and integrate so now ayahuasca and these things i think are very long journeys you know i don't eight nine ten eleven hours uh journeys and can be quite rough that you throw up and things like that Bufo is very different. Bufo is a very short journey. It's maybe a 15, 20 minute peak when you, and, and then after 30 minutes or so, you're, it's basically, you're pretty much back to normal. And then you can go drive a car for three hours or so, you know, it's like you're totally, and, and what, what is happening though is where, where Bufo is different from all these other even medicines where you take ayahuasca, for example, you're still yourself and you're seeing things from that individual perspective. So still from an ego perspective. Bufo means ego resolution. Like you literally break through your ego and you become all that is. They call Bufo the God molecule for a reason because you, it's not that you lay there and then you see stuff. It's rather you become everything you become one with source and one with everything and you experience it. So it's basically you remember who you are suddenly and then it's in, ingrained in you. And it's not that you want to be there all the time because frankly, it's actually a very humbling experience. It's a very something, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't have respect in regards to the Bufo experience. It's a very, very powerful experience. You can't just go there and just do it and go home, go about your life. It's like it, it may shatter some of your thoughts and belief systems, uh, but it really opens up in the world because you suddenly, like what we've forgotten, what we are and who we are is like it comes back. And for some people, it, it can happen already in like two Bufu sessions. Some other people may need four or even five or six. You know, the way that we facilitate here is usually it's, two days in a row, once on the first day, once on the second day. And that that gets people extremely far. Some people then need to come back for another two session and then, then they've had the full experience, literally the breakthrough experience. The breakthrough experience is that you literally become one with everything. And and it's not that's it's not an illusion actually. Like you 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 just feel it. You are able. It's a it's a technology that gets you there. So that's that's how I would 
explain it. And then it's about like integrating that. And, and also you realize how grateful you can be actually to have this life and to have the opportunities you have in this life. You start to th look at things from a different perspective. I think though that it's important for people to do some consciousness work and, and all of that before they ever get into like a bufo ceremony, just because, you know, if you're just, I don't know, you've worked at McDonald's for the last 10 years, you've never heard anything about consciousness, uh, you've never even meditated, and then you get into a bufo journey, it's just, what are you going to do with that, right? With all that knowledge suddenly that's like sinking into yourselves and, and your being, I mean, you have to like literally change all your life after that because you, you can't live like that anymore. And so if you have done some of that work, it actually just becomes an accelerator and it gives you more perspective. I think that's how I would describe it. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> and thank you for that. And thank you for the overarching description on, as you said, like drugs, medicines, and then the, the experience is, I like to call it, of being in communion with the oneness. Are there any, what did, let's say, some specific experiences that you can recall and describe? I've had another uh, teacher of mine on the podcast, and she described her Bufo experiences of, you know, some of the of the experiences that she's had and kind of all that is, and, and also becoming the consciousness of some high level beings that have been on earth perhaps in the past, or they're just multidimensional beings. Are there any experiences that you can recall and would like to share? With other beings? I mean, it just, however, it's, it doesn't have to be with other beings, but is your part of your experience with Bufo besides describing this as becoming all that is? Sometimes, as I understand, people have uh, for example, a teacher of mine was on the podcast and she described she became Isis, the goddess Isis. And she had this experience on Bufo. She also shot herself out of this, into the origins, into, into nothingness. You know, some, some of the experiences that, that were shared. I don't know if you, beyond kind of, as you're saying, the, the generalized description, as I like to say, of becoming everything, if you had some more, if the specific things that you remember, of getting into our consciousness, perhaps, with some remembering. Yeah. Well, so the breakthrough experience with Bufo is really not that you become something, you know, like to become even a goddess or whatever, that would be just a, a pre-stage where you start to like really realize you are everything. But the, the breakthrough is really, you're not, you're not something, you're not something and you don't even realize that you're something because you are everything. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you are not. And, and you'll realize what that actually is. What, what does it mean? What does it mean in infinity? What is infinity? What is consciousness? What is actually source? What are we all made of? That's what you realize. And in the process of getting through to a breakthrough experience, and frankly, there's probably 95% of the Bufo practitioners do not facilitate the way that you actually get to these breakthrough experiences fast and that you release so much trauma because they're they're even either not experienced enough hmm. or they're scared or they don't work with the team and to actually do that. So the way we facilitate it is very different from most and it's it takes you the furthest and the quickest. <laughs> so you, you usually would not have you, 
like you don't even like go to a specific trauma or something that just happens because as you're there basically what happens is that these a lot of traumas a lot of like also ego parts that are stored within our physical body actually they're being released because mm -hmm. the medicine knows where to go mm -hmm. and just starts to work on these things and releases those so you may have energy going through and you move your arms like that and suddenly an old blockage from here is just gone uh, after that you know that's how i would describe it and yeah so to me there's not much interest in specific entities or, or beings and all of that because i think if you can connect with source and yourself, basically, that's the key. I think, you know, maybe in the last 20, 30 years, we needed often a specific energy, maybe like a, a Jesus or a Buddha that we can maybe connect with, maybe a picture of Buddha so that we can energetically be reminded of something like enlightenment and maybe connect with our heart and then get deeper into that space. But I think the technique of the the now and the future is that we go into our own hearts and connect mm -hmm. because it's all in here anyway. That's beautiful. And thank you for that clarification. And it sounds like to, to kind of go over it is there's a stepping stone sometimes to go to a higher level of consciousness before we are comfortable, let's say, or we have a desire to go for that. All that, all that is. Uh, and that's what it sounds like. I mean, I'm, I'm very much nudged to go and, to Costa Rica, I'm going to ask for this information as, as we're going to close the show. Do you know and, and are comfortable sharing about what's the average level of consciousness you are working with as a being at the moment? The average level of consciousness? Yes, because I feel like I, I fluctuate, right? I mean, I fluctuate, you know, I'm I perhaps on a certain level and then I then I get frustrated by a little something and then I, and I perhaps get back and it's how quick can I get back to a level that I can harness. And yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, to hear. Well, you know, I don't measure that usually because I see no big point in that, but we had um, several sessions where we were working on stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it was actually much higher than I expected. So it was way above 1000, but I'm sure that I have days where it's, it's on a different level as well. Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's pretty high it's great are you able to measure people but it's very important it just i want to say though it's you know it's 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 not about you know this shouldn't be like a competition or it shouldn't even with ourselves not not be a competition because we're always great where we are in that moment and that's one of the most important things we need to understand the world that as a whole is exactly where it is at the given time. And if we have that desire to expand more and, and know more and have higher consciousness, then that is the right way to do it. And we need to do it for ourselves in a way that it is good for ourselves and not like stress ourselves, not try to be here because someone else is there. Also, that's not better it, it doesn't you know it's it's there's no better or worse in these terms and i think it's important to mention that because it it sh really shouldn't be a competition it's not like a you know a swimming competition where i need to finish number one or so because that doesn't exist someone at a 600 or 1000 or 1500 level or 
quantity level, each of these is as valuable as the other. That's the truth. Yeah, I agree. And I think as, as all of them have the levels, even 20, it has its, it, we, we come here for 20 as well. We come for shame and guilt as well. It has its purpose. Not, not for nothing, creation created these levels. And it's all for the sake of experience. That's how I'd like to see it. Yeah, this is this is all for the sake of experience and it's all in, in that way enjoyable, perhaps sometimes in, in the body, not so much. Yeah, that's, so that's really cool. Are you able to, let's say, do something like tra time travel, uh, remote viewing? You talked about doing like re distant healing, let's say. Any notes on that? I cannot do remote viewing. I mean, in a way I can, like with, with people or when I have a task for something, but it's, I, I could not, like if you told me, you know, you write something down on a piece of paper uh, in your room and you want me to view that, I, I could not do that. I may get a little lucky, <laughs> but uh, Roman can do that, for example. Like he can literally remote view. And, you know, we had actually someone out of a, out of the Telegram group who's, I think it was his uncle that was a fisherman in the in the Seattle area and had an accident and they couldn't find him. They were looking for him. It was a very bad accident out, out there on the sea. And then he reached out to me and said, is there any way you guys can check if he's still alive? And, and, and if so, where we can look for him? And then Roman checked and Roman could instantly see, no, he, he transitioned already. And that's what we let him know. And then they actually heard a few hours later that indeed, you know, the boat had sunk and all that. So Roman can can do the remote viewing. I cannot do that. What about becoming? But I think I could probably learn that actually because so remote viewing itself, I think it's a it's a technique that you you know like a lot of other things you can you can learn these things. And uh, there's also interesting. This very interesting video actually out there that um, Frank Ilaridi, who had me on his podcast also, he had interviewed some folks that I think in India, there's a school, there's this guru that um, teaches the kids and how to see with their third eye. And literally the kids, they can ride their bikes with their eyes completely closed. They, you know, you, you show them something that you draw or some other art piece they can actually describe all of that they can it's pretty pretty fascinating it gets very very it gets tougher the older you are to actually completely open your third eye that way but uh, if you're young as a kid you can literally like see everything so this stuff exists it can be learned it can be practiced but yeah for me it's not really about just having a special special technique or so it's rather i think what's important to people is to find out okay so what is it that truly brings me joy and, and how I can live my life really with joy and contribute to the greater good, to the greater good in the real sense, not in this fake sense that we've, you know, been, been kind of taught by the mainstream over the last few years. Yeah, that's great. And I've seen that video of Frank uh, with the kids. So I'll link to that in the show notes. So everybody can check out those kids with the special uh, skills. As, as we come to a closing, I know you said you have an hour, so we're really reaching that. And what's your vision long-term for the earth? And, you know, as with Leland, quantum upgrade, you know, BUFO facilitations, what's, what drives you? What's that vision perhaps that you have for us as humans stepping up to what's, what's, what's possible and what's more uh, joyful? Well, since it's the time right now, it's the universal flow that we're moving more and more into awakening. I, I feel that 
my wife and I and a few others were like midwives in this process. And we want to help people raise their consciousness and to help them wake up, basically. And Bufo is the, probably the fastest way uh, to that. So I, that's, that's definitely something we will, we will keep, keep offering, you know, certainly just in Costa Rica, because in the U.S. <laughs> that wouldn't be possible. The quantum technology is, is like the 24-7 support, right? It's, while subtle, it's just, it's there. It's constantly working. It's constantly helping to lift us up. It's constantly reminding us uh, of this type of energy. And certain frequencies can help us also in the way. So, and that's definitely something we will keep doing because it's, it's helping people. It's helping people wake up. It's uh, helping people realize that there's more than just the physical. It's fun to do it. It's fun with an amazing community of people that think on this same level, basically. And it's also fun to see a lot of people that were so skeptical, uh, even the professor that just did the ATP study, or even Dr. Dr. Rubik at the time, people that think this can't work. It's just energy then suddenly needing to admit, and they're proven wrong in their own studies, that, well, it's not just energy. It's actually energy that can promote real changes. And to see these shifts in people where they're suddenly, wow, I didn't think this is possible, then the world opens up. And that, that is fun. You know, um, That's great. I agree. It's a lot of fun. All right. So we... You said an hour, so we're going to close it out. As we close it out, can you share, is there a website for the Bufo experiences to work with your wife on, on expansion? Uh, what, what are the resources beyond lilaq.com and quantumupgrade.io? Well, I mean, there's my wife's website. I think, I'm not sure uh, if, if the, the Bufo uh, experience is actually really listed there public, um, but, but there's other seminars that can be booked through that website directly. It's crewessence.com. That's crew, C-R-U, and then hyphen essence.com. So you can maybe also link to that. And if you, if someone is interested in, in that specifically, just send me a note on Telegram. I know I'm, you know, uh, sometimes takes eight to 10 days until I get back, but, you know, <laughs> you know, awakening doesn't need to happen tomorrow anyway. So hopefully you have a few more days <laughs> to also wait for my answer. And uh, I answer still all, all messages that I get. So I, I never leave anything unanswered. It's fantastic. So uh, same for the Bufo. I mean, I'm, I'm interested and I'm, I'm curious. What's, what's the next step to take for me and anybody else is listening to this podcast and they're ready to go to the, to the best facilitation that you know of with Bufo. What's the next step? Well, I know firsthand that the best facilitation is really the one we offer. I'm, ta it's, I'm it's talking about very, that one. It's very, it's, it's luxury in a way. On one hand, it's very, it's pretty private. Uh, so while we could offer a private, even that would be probably too expensive for most, but it's not like, a, you know, you're not there with 30 people. So it's, it's fairly intimate. Uh, which is also beautiful, actually, because doing it in a group is, is actually a wonderful thing. It's actually, for what it does, it, it's very cheap and affordable. So there's, because we don't want to make money on like a Bufu experience, like with the medicine, like, you know, um, so what, there's certainly cost because you would, you would stay here. You know, we have 
we have very nice rooms and nice area and all of that. Or you you book something on your own separately. You can do that too. Yeah, just reach out. Just send me a message and I'll talk to my wife because I'm not 100% certain if this specific seminar is bookable online because, you know, we're not very public about this for good reasons. It's also not for everyone, um, but for, you know, the right people that feel a resonance of certainly. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and uh, actually, I wear the shirt of my men's retreats that also include plant medicine. That's a lot of the stepping stones for people, perhaps before they're ready to do Bufo. A lot of times, even before they're open to, to Lila Quantum. Uh, so that's, um, yeah, I talk about it quite a bit. And uh, for anybody who's listening, I also mentioned that in the outro. Uh, that's moy.community. Oh, okay. I did. Yes, that's... Uh... <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even know that. So yeah, yeah. we got into this just not knowing about it at all. <laughs> and that's, and that in a that's sim- funny. In a similar fashion, my partner and I don't do this to generate income. How, how could that even be? That's, uh, that's, that's something that's a gift to the universe and it obviously feels great to give and to be present for transformation uh, and for expansion. I could ask a million and one more questions. I feel like this, this conversation, you know, if you had the time, I would keep going and going and, and I'm sure we'll have a, a follow-up. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I know you got to go. I'm sure the, the telecom community and everybody else uh, into Leila Quantum, or if it's the first time they, they're hearing about it, uh, if they're here at the Yoni Ivana podcast, they're going to love it. So thank you so much, Philip. Much appreciated. See you Thanks so much for having me on. This was a great talk. So this was very different from all the other podcasts I've done, and I really enjoyed it. We, I, I didn't think we would go that deep, but uh, yeah, it felt good. It was the right moment for that. So yeah, let me know once you've got it all done and we'll share it in the groups. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for listening. Take care. Aho. Well, lovely beings, I hope you enjoyed and were inspired by this conversation as much as I was. You can find the full show notes and all episodes on my website at yonihavana.com slash podcast. If you are a man, and you are called to do transformational work, to become a better man, to find and grow the divinity within you, and you are logging a community of masculine men who share a passion for growth, please check out Men of Integrity by going to moi.community. Lastly, if you are enjoying the Yoni Havana podcast, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. The Yoni Havana podcast is a brand new show and your support would help reach new people by rating higher on the algorithms. Also, your feedback would help me deliver the best experience to you as the show keeps evolving. Much love and a big aho. See you on the next one.